0: It's another week and another brand new episode of the Granny Panty Podcast. I'm your host, Ruby Lynn. If you'd like to follow me on social media and my sites, you can go to rubylynn, R-U-B-Y-L-Y-N-N-E.com. It's all things Ruby. So make sure you go check it out. Also, I'd love for you to click subscribe, like, and comment on my videos here on YouTube. Every subscriber matters to me, and so I appreciate you all. This week's guest is a mature creator who got into this business through comedy. She started by making funny comments on Twitter and tweeting things about her ride into the city, into New York City on the subway. Just funny things she saw, which evolved into some triple X. Everybody kept asking her for pics and vids. And so she gave them what they wanted, started an OnlyFans and has been wildly successful. I can't wait for us both to get to know whatever Amy today Excited to have you on the show today, whatever Amy. And I want I want to find out about your story. I became aware of you recently when I was on a podcast and the guests were calling in and talking about you. So I was like, I need to know who this person is. So thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I've been looking forward to this. So same. I can't wait to get to know you more. Um, our mutual friend, Lainey. Uh, talks about you and just how you've really blown up and created this huge fan base. And so I can't wait to hear from the beginning to current of how you got started. Yeah, definitely. So how did you get started? It, It looked like 2015. I read your bio.
1: Yeah. So I really just went on Twitter. I was going through a divorce in 2015 and I just started, you know, hanging out on Twitter and just tweeting about my day and my commute to the city and all of the disgusting people I came across. And it just started building, you know, followers of people liked, you know, my self-deprecating tweets and it really grew and grew and grew. And everything else has been a product of Twitter. Okay. Um, you know, I, I started my YouTube channel as an extension of my Twitter, so people could get to know a little bit more about me as a person, not just mm-hmm. that sarcastic girl on Twitter. Um, and then, you know, one, I've had over 100,000 followers on Twitter when I decided to, you know, start my subscription sites wow. on a whim. It just has kind of snowballed. That's exciting. Yeah, that was going to be my question
0: is what came first, uh, the triple X content or the comedy? So sounds like the comedy. Yes, yes, definitely. So tell me about that transition. So you start tweeting this stuff and I'm sure your follower count just kept building and building and building. And how did you feel about that?
1: it was definitely, you know, people tell me they're like, you're Twitter famous, you're Twitter famous. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Like, I'm, you know, still going to the grocery store every week. No, you know what I mean? So um, it's wild. People are really fun. And there's some really funny and clever people on Twitter. And, you know, I just, you know, just kind of use it as my outlet. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really just a fun way of kind of getting your you know, thoughts out and and just showing a little bit of a different side.
0: Right, right. And then how did you transition into the adult? Were people like hounding you on Twitter? Do you have an OnlyFans? Do you have a fan site? Where can we see yeah. more of
1: you? So you can find all my links at whateverAmy.com, but I started um, OnlyFans kind of on a whim and people were always asking to buy my pictures on Twitter. And I really wasn't posting anything, you know, racy, just maybe some selfies here and, there. and I was like, well, you know, and then I started seeing all of these, you know, funny, beautiful women that I follow on Twitter are starting OnlyFans. And I'm like, wow, like, maybe it is a thing. Like, I really didn't know anything about it. And I really have always been a sexual person. So to have this outlet is so fun and so liberating to me. So it just kind of, I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? I could totally just humiliate nice. myself and bomb, you know, but um, it was quite the opposite. It like exploded blew up
0: that is cool and when did you start your OnlyFans during the COVID lockdown in 2020 or did at the
1: very end of July um I started it and you know it's been strong ever since good time I did I did it was um I didn't know what to expect Mm -hmm. I did not know what to expect and then all of a sudden you know I just boom everybody was there. And I'm like, okay. And I, I, I really didn't know what Avenue I was, what direction I was going to take it in. So I, you know, if you scrolled all the way back to the beginning of my OnlyFans, you would see very demure pictures. And then I sold my first topless one and it, you know, had such a great, you know, um, positive vibe about it and everybody loved it. So I was like, oh, I guess, you know, maybe I could, delve a little deeper and I could try Mm -hmm. this. And I, and then finally I was just like, it's all out there. Like, I love it.
0: Right. And it, you know, I don't know about you, but for me to see those unlocks is addicting. (laughs) It's like I send out a, send out a video and it's like how many unlocks in the first, you know, know, (laughs) three
1: hours. Yeah. It's, and I'm like, really? Like really? Wow. Like they really like it. And it's, it makes you feel really good that people like, You know, your content, and you know, I try and answer everybody. You know, I answer all my messages myself on all my sites, which is a mm-hmm. full time job as it is. Yes. Uh, and people appreciate that. You know, you can tell I'm the same person in real life as I am online and getting to know people on a personal level. I think that's what OnlyFans is really all about is that connection.
0: Yes. And having, you know, You said coming out of a divorce. I know when I got divorced after a fifteen-year-long abusive marriage, and it was just a nightmare. Holy heck! I mean, if there'd been OnlyFans back then (laughs) in 2004, I would have been making bank because my—that was my sexual liberation. I mean, holy moly! I, I saw a therapist during that time, that transition time too, and he was like, "You're on spring break, like you've never been on spring break in your life."
1: <laughs> so- it's very true. You know that poor guy that was the first one that I slept with after I I got divorced. Man, he definitely went through the ringer with me. I was like, I you know was a, a lion pouncing on an antelope. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, that's a cougar. You got to be a cougar.
0: <laughs> Very true. Very true. So you transition from, uh, the comedy more, you know, comedy into the triple X. Have you just stayed with OnlyFans or are you on live cam? Do you do camming? Anything else? No,
1: I don't do camming. I have OnlyFans and I have loyal fans and I'm on Playboy Centerfold. Um, and I, I really just stick with that. I do contemplate. I get a lot of requests to do video chatting and camming. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I I don't think I, – I consider it here and there. I'm like, oh, that might be really fun. And I don't know. I just haven't really um, delved into that. I really haven't even looked into it either. It's a little bit of laziness as well um, mm-hmm. to kind of get myself started. But I'm on the fence. Yeah. It's easy. Skype. Skype is your friend. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm going to assume that you were able to quit that job that you were commuting into the city or <laughs> do you still work a vanilla job?
1: I do. Um, you know, I just, my feeling people ask me this all the time, like why in the world are you doing this? Cause I do make, you know, I do very well, um, in my other outlets, but I just feel like, you know what, it could all come to an end at any time.
0: Right. Right. right.
1: So, and if I can do both then why not? I
0: did both for two and a half years. I was a social worker and, you know, had a corporate job and got started doing the triple X stuff early 2020. And I, I was able to juggle those two for two and a half years until it came to a point where neither job was getting a hundred percent. Right. And once my income outpaced, you know, from the triple X side outpaced the social worker side, I was like, I'm out (laughs) of (laughs) here. I think, you know, that the thought that it could end at any time is true, but also sometimes you got to take that chance.
1: I know. And as many risks as I've taken, I'm still not there yet, I think. And yeah. I make way more money in my other outlets than I ever did in my corporate job. So,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: so okay for now. It's good for now and
0: balancing that. And so what... What are you doing going forward? Do you have new projects coming out? Tell me about what 2023 is going to be for you.
1: You know, I am kind of trying to revamp my brand and really do some different things on my YouTube channel and really bring people um, a little more intimate side of me, Um, and my life and my lifestyle, um, you know, I, I feel like I'm kind of unique in the aspect of just how this all kind of came about. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I'm just looking to just keep going and keep having fun. And, you know, I'm open to new projects. I get offers a lot to do different collabs with different, you know, merchandising and branding. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to, you know, 2023. So there are a few projects in the mix, but different than what I've been doing now.
0: Gotcha. And do you shoot only solo or do you collab with other performers?
1: I collab. I do both. I collab with other performers and I do solo.
0: So your page, we can find boy, girl, 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 solo. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. And how was that the first time that you shot your very first collab for your OnlyFans? Tell me about that experience.
1: You know, I got really lucky because I worked with someone who, you know, had had OnlyFans for quite a while, and she was so awesome and so professional. Um, You can find her on Twitter. She's at D, the letter D. And she is, you know, we had been friends on Twitter for a while, and I was going to be in California, so I'm like, you know, let's make this happen. And she was awesome. She was like a film director. She's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is how I usually do things. You know, what do you want to get out of this? And we just rolled with it. And it was awesome. Like, I, you know, I wish she lived closer so we could hang out and and work together again. But she really made my first experience um, awesome. And that was also my very first girl-girl experience at all.
0: So Mm -hmm. it
1: was kind of a double whammy. That is cool.
0: That is cool. How about your first boy-girl? Did you work with other talent? Or was it someone you knew and said, hey, I
1: I a 257 for me. (laughs) What is your ID, sir. But, um, um, you know, but the first time putting that out there mm-hmm. and letting the whole world see you in your most vulnerable moment mm-hmm. is really daunting. I'm like, oh. I was very, very nervous. That first pay-per-view that went out with boy, girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And do your, the people who are close to you in your life, do they know what you do? Like your friends, your girlfriends? Nope. No one knows
1: no Ooh, you're
0: better than me at keeping that secret then
1: <laughs> i mean i'm forty six it is what it is, um, but you know, I just you know am having fun,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: and do you worry about being outed to um, friends and family? No, I mean you know, like i said i'm i'm of a certain age, and yeah I, uh, it is what it is. I don't really owe anyone an explanation and That's true. Yeah.
0: That's a good attitude. That is. Yeah. We were outed to our family and that was an interesting experience. Thankfully, they all but one
1: embraced it. So (laughs) more and more. I hear that more and more people are just, you know, more accepting these days than they were, you know, years ago. So yeah,
0: for sure. For sure. What do you think your biggest challenge is in this business?
1: I think it's curating a variety of content to keep, you know, I like to cast a a wide net, but when Mm -hmm. doing that, you have to please a lot of different genres that people like and, Mm -hmm. you know, learning about different fetishes and learning about different kinks and, you know, things that people, you know, I'm always interested to hear when someone has a new request for something and I'm like, Oh, is that a thing? Like, okay. You know, and it could be something as simple as, you know, standing there in a dress, taking the dress off and still wearing heels and then, you know, performing a solo act. That's, it seems so simple, but to someone, you know, who's looking for it, it's like the whole, they're like, so turned on by that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've, I've been learning a lot, you know, these past few years. That is true. I'm right there with you because in the beginning
0: I get requests for fetishes. Like I did a whole uh giant test series and someone requested it. I didn't know a thing about giant tests, you know, three years <laughs> ago. I'm like, I need to do some research on that. So yeah, you do end up learning a lot when you do this job, especially yeah. if you're doing your own editing, you're mm-hmm. filming it. I just think about kind of rewinding to what you said, if everything blows up and one day I'm like, yeah, if, if like OnlyFans went down and we didn't have that, I think I could go to work for a marketing firm. Right. (laughs) I can edit, I can
1: market, I know Instagram. It's like, you know, you're not going to find anything super fancy on my page because I do it all myself and I film mostly on, you know, tripods and my iPhone. So if you're looking for the studio porn, you're not going to get it, um, but I feel like that realness is something that mm-hmm. people, you know, also enjoy as well. Because I love amateur porn, so if it's real, that's what I like.
0: I think the guys do choose amateur over pro a lot. I mean, there's definitely people that love studio produced,
1: yeah, absolutely. Pro stuff.
0: But my stuff that's been professionally shot doesn't sell as good as the iPhone tripod. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. It is interesting. Um, Shot a few scenes, had someone professionally do them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they don't sell as much.
1: Interesting. I do sometimes wish I had like that extra person to like zoom in on certain things that I can't get, you know, even when I'm holding the camera. But it's a work in progress. Yeah, and finding someone
0: that you can train to be your uh, videographer, that's what I did. And so my partner is my videographer and shoots, you know, all my scenes, but it was like, okay, you need to learn everything about shooting because I I'm shaky. I yeah, I don't like static, you know, where it's just one angle. So,
1: yeah, yeah find
0: find someone that'll be your video person. That'll be fun. What do you think is the most important lesson you've learned Um, over all this?
1: I would say, um, you know what? Just be true to yourself and don't be afraid to take risks and, you know, you have to have a thick skin as well. So um, if, you know, you're not willing to take the bad with the good, then maybe this isn't for you. And if you want to make money like it's a business, you have to treat it like a business. Absolutely. And did you go into it treating it like a business from day one or did that kind of evolve? No, I just was like, all right, let me try. And then it became a business and I'm like, oh, I I better get my stuff together like really fast. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I had to really get organized very quickly and Mm -hmm. and then it just kept going.
0: Yeah. And finding a mentor, you said you had a mentor that kind of helped you along that's invaluable. I actually hired a coach, an OnlyFans coach, because uh, oh, wow. I had, I had an original OnlyFans account and it just didn't, it didn't make money. I was mm-hmm. doing everything wrong. And then, I uh, think it was fall of 2021. I was like, okay, I'm leaving money on the table here. I need to figure out how to run this. So yeah, aligning with someone that makes good money and knows what they're doing is important. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many allies out there. You know, I I run a chat room for creators, and we just kind of bounce ideas off each other. You know, I'd love to invite you on as well. And we just kind of, you know, we talk about different requests, or, hey, what would you charge for this? Or is OnlyFans not working right now? And bounce ideas off of each other. And it's a really good place to just kind of find support. And, you know, sometimes we complain about the crazy things that are happening to us at times. And it's just a really good supportive um, environment. And I think that's so important.
0: Yes, I am in a coaching group, my mentors group, and it is invaluable. Even if you're having a bad day and it's like, I didn't get any unlocks today. Is it slow for anybody else or do they just all hate me? You know, it's it's kind of funny
1: tongue in cheek type stuff. But. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's a good place to kind of, you know, Hey guys, can you retweet this for me? You know, every once in a while, if someone's having like a big promo, um, but really it's just getting a, a lot of advice and a lot of, yeah. you know, Hey, what have you done? That's worked. Um, mm-hmm. or is anybody, you know, I was approached by this site. Has anybody worked with them before? Right. So there's A lot of, you know, good information that's out there. I I love that and I love collaborating
0: and I love sharing information. I mean for me, my forward trajectory I think will be coaching. Mm-hmm. Um where do you see yourself say in 3 to 5 years?
1: <sighs> I'm not really sure. I, you know, I I could see myself doing more on the back end of things like coaching or mm-hmm. um design or something like that. Um you know, I think YouTube is really, I have the most followers on YouTube and, you know, I think getting that to, I'd love to have a million subscribers on YouTube and that's, yeah. I think, one of my goals. So really making that channel really stand out is is definitely mm-hmm. one of them. That's
0: good. And you're smart because it's smart to have a non-sexual, you know, uh, place for people to find you because- yeah. it- Typically, it's going to funnel over to
1: the triple X, but it makes you well-rounded. Yeah. And believe me, YouTube is a, you know, a hard lesson to learn. I had my, you know, hand slapped on there a couple of times trying to figure it out. And, you know, it's definitely, you know, I had someone that was really helpful to me for a while and taught me a lot of things about YouTube that I would have never figured out on my own. And now it's just kind of, I
0: think I'm just steering the ship. Yeah, it is a definitely a hard nut to crack. Before my sex worker life, I had a YouTube channel, a vanilla YouTube channel. And so thankfully, I kind of knew about it. But still, even now, it's, you know, people think you're going to post a video and start making money on YouTube. Huh? No, 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 no. no.
1: <laughs> You got a lot of hoops to jump through. Yeah. But. And it was so funny. I really didn't pay attention to my YouTube channel. I just put up like one or two videos and they're like, oh, in order to get monetized, you have to have 10,000 hours and so many subscribers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, that's never going to happen. Then all of a sudden I got an email saying you will be monetized. And I'm like, wait. And so I'm like, where's that channel? Like I had to like go look that's for so it. And funny. I'm like, where did I find all, where did I get all these people? And I, it was just, I think I did a cooking video and, and, and some sort of introduction thing. And it just skyrocketed and blew up. And I had over 100,000 followers in less than a year. Wow, that's great. Tell me about your YouTube
0: channel. I I took a little peek at it. It looks like <laughs> some try-on videos, but what what is the theme of your YouTube channel? Tell us about it.
1: You know, it's, it's a more in-depth look at my life off of Twitter. I do the Q&As like I started on Twitter. I used to do Saturday speeches where I would answer three questions that, followers had sent to me, you know, and I started that because I'd be getting all the same questions. So I'm like, let me just answer them all at once. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was really popular. So I kind of broadened that. Um, I do... You know, cooking segments of things that I grew up eating or that I like to make. And I like things that are, you know, quick and easy and not too involved. And I do, you know, different try-ons, but I like them to be informative. So I did a bra try-on because you'd be surprised how many people don't understand the difference between the number and the letter in a women's bra sizing. Like people think they're paying me a compliment and they're like, oh, what are you, a you know, 48 triple Z. And I'm like, what? That is not even close. So I explain, you know, things and the different types of bras and the different, you know, support and, and you know, I like to do things in an informative way. So um, even though I am trying things on and being, you know, fun and flirty, um, there's kind of a little infor- information behind it as well.
0: That's cool. I love that. Kind of like a women's empowerment, women's wellness and add a little comedy in there. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever thought about doing stand-up comedy? Since you built your brand on comedy and
1: you're sexy, and Thanks. You never know, I feel like I would be very comfortable standing up in front of a group. I have no issues public speaking, and I just don't know if I am creative enough to write out a whole segment. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, one-liners are easy, and it's usually because I'm looking at something in disgust and I can complain about it. But I don't know if I have enough creativity to, you know, have a whole set.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're, you know, you being so close to New York City, that's the comedy mm-hmm. central. <laughs> very true. Very true. Probably an open mic on every corner. <laughs> oh, I think that's a lot bigger. It's very competitive. <laughs> it is. That is for sure. So with a full-time job and doing this, how tell us how you schedule out your week or how do you schedule out your shoots or your content uploads? Are so, you, do you keep a
1: calendar? Is it just off the fly? Tell us about that. I usually um, stockpile a lot of my content so I don't have to be shooting every day. Um, and even before I started my OnlyFans, I, I made sure that I had a good amount of images and videos um, already so that I wasn't you know, as I was navigating through these new waters that I, I still had stuff to put out there. But, you know, I don't do things every day. I usually just plan ahead, like, all right, I'm going to set this hour aside for this, this, and this. Um, I have a list of, you know, kind of a to-do list and I'll just plan my week around what I have to do that week. Um, or if there's any like holidays coming up or, you know, special theme things that I'm doing. YouTube is definitely the hardest to create for,
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um,
1: you know, it's easy being naked, but on YouTube, you have to have quality and you have to, you know, have, you know, something that's going to retain your subscribers. And that I find is the most challenging site to create for. Gotcha. How often do you post on your YouTube? I'm really bad about it. I'm so bad about it. I am. And everyone's like yelling at me, like, where are you? So I, I just moved. So now I'm going to get back in the swing of things. And, you know, I posted something maybe like a month or two ago. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, that, you know, sometimes it's hard to have something every single
1: week. Yeah. 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 That, I, I tried that and it was just too much. It was exhausting. And I think I was saturating the market with myself. Um, you. So, you know, but I really have to get back on the horse.
0: I think you, for me, the biggest – challenge with YouTube is the editing. Um, I I can edit a solo masturbation vid in like five (laughs) minutes, you know, but uh, to edit, you know, like the whole podcast, I want it to be smooth and flow. And there's just so much more to it (laughs) than turning the camera on. and Yeah. Yeah,
1: no, there's definitely more. I mean, even then you're not going to find anything really fancy on my YouTube channel um, because I'm just, you know, editing on an app and I'm filming on a on my iPhone. And, you know, people will make comments. They're like, why isn't this in, you know, whatever film speed? I'm like, I don't know. Ask Apple. Like I can only
0: right, do so right. much,
1: you know, so I should probably invest in some better cameras.
0: Yeah. Um I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I, we film all of our content on an iPhone. See,
1: I don't know what everyone's <laughs> complaining about.
0: And we have the big expensive like digital camera thing. And to be honest, we get way better quality off our iPhone. And it's just so much easier because like I'm all Apple, so I can airdrop my file to my laptop, you know. iPhone's just fine. Some of the biggest, most money making creators film on iPhones only.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's I think it's fine. I don't know, you know, how everyone's so picky.
0: Yeah, and if they're really asking, I don't know. If they're asking and being that critical, do do I want them there anyway? Right. No, not, right?
1: Like no one is forcing you to watch this video. Like right. and now you're complaining about it and making engagement on my page and I'm getting paid for that. So what are you doing? What is right. your plan? bring it on. Complain to me all you want about no about an iPhone. And enjoy the next one that's on an iPhone.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, by the way, I can help you with your settings if you want. We can oh, okay. read that offline. <laughs> so, tell me about a time. Like, what was your biggest failure? Something that you planned or shoot that just didn't go right? I want to hear. Um,
1: you know, I I always laugh that I should make like a blooper video oh of like God. all my failed scenes, you know, me falling off the bed and, you know, trying to be really sexy and just whacking my head on something. Um, You know, the, the ending didn't time out correctly. You know, we're supposed to do a facial and cream pie surprise, you know, (laughs) it's, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I definitely think I should do a blooper because those are the ones. And it's usually if I've had a, a few too many glasses of wine and I think I'm being really, really sexy and I look the next day and I'm horrified at what I recorded. I'm like, this should never, ever, ever see the light of day because it's just sloppy and messy and not cute.
0: That's funny. Is there any one scene that, you, that stands
1: out in your mind that, you, that went wrong? I think it would be the one we were filming in my old living room. And we were going at it really, really hard. And I thought I was being really sexy. And, you know, he was behind me. And I'm like arching my back. And, you know, I'm in my 40s. So, you know, I haven't done yoga in a long time. And I'm arching my back and I'm looking back at him and I'm being so like what I thought was super sexy. And my back went out and I was like crippled. I was like, we have to stop everything, touch me, get away. I like couldn't even stand up. It was horrible. I like needed traction. It was terrible. That is crazy. Yeah, it was Um, good. Sell the bloopers. The bloopers sell. I think they would be really fun. I have to uh, go through, but I I definitely have a lot of, you know, outtakes.
0: Yeah, definitely sell the bloopers. I remember uh, early on in our career – we were doing a doggy, like a hard doggy pounding railing scene. Da-da-da-da-da. And it's at the end, and I go to flip over and I let I expelled the largest queef I think I've ever caught on camera. And I and then we both start laughing and like we cannot stop laughing. Like it just completely ruined the whole moon. That video, I sold that as a blooper. So and it sold That's so, so many times. to it. <laughs> That's awesome. That brings, I mean. When you say in the in the description, like, I had my back blown out, <laughs> there is no lie there. That, that is true. the truth. Not false advertising. You are correct. <laughs> Let's get your marketing going there. Because <laughs> you know how guys are always, and on OnlyFans, I'll message you and go, oh, I
1: want to blow your back out. Well, you
0: can say, I- you want to really see me blow my back out?
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's so true. That is so true, yeah. But that was definitely a very memorable, memorable moment.
0: Wow! Well, I hope it didn't take you too long to recover because that would be a sore work for like over a week. I was going to say that there's no workers' comp in this job, yeah, darling.
1: No, I was definitely sore for a good amount of time. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm starting to rethink my business pursuit here. <laughs> It's funny you say
0: that on a different episode I recorded here recently, um, talking with another mature creator about um being over 40. I'm fifty-six, so over fifty even. Uh I'll shoot with younger creators and they're they want these positions. And I'm like, this bitch's knees do not bend like that. Like I cannot do the pose where the guy's laying, and then you're squatted over the top of him. You I'm did- like, I
1: can't squat down 30 seconds. Like if I film on the couch and I like flip around, I'm like, oh, my God, my thighs are burning. I'm like, oh, I got to go back to the gym. It's, you know, those, those days yes. are
0: over. Yeah. I'm like, that position doesn't exist in my in life. So right. that
1: will not happen. I'm like, I am definitely not fit enough to continue doing this. You get 30 seconds. That's it. We may revisit it in another two minutes, but right now it's 30 seconds. That's it's right. us straight at 30 seconds. <laughs>
0: So yeah, it's funny. It's like uh you shooting with a mature creator, yeah, some things are not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> what would you tell your younger self knowing what you do now, Amy? What would you tell your
1: 20-year-old self? Um probably to take up jogging a little earlier in life and um you know, invest a little more a little earlier in life, but, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, you always say you'd go back, what would you do differently? But then my life wouldn't have turned out how it is now. I think I would tell myself to, you know, speak up a little more for yourself and don't date probably a third of the guys that you date in the next few years.
0: Yeah. I hear you. Make better, better men choices. choices. (laughs) I hear that frequently from my mature ladies I have on the show. Um, I think it was Sarah J that said recently, I would tell myself not to get married.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, it's live and learn, but, um, you know, I think, yeah, I would start with the guys. That's what I love about being a mature
0: creator. And also that I chat with mature creators is because I think our life experience is what makes us unique. Mm -hmm. And, you know, brings a whole different perspective to this industry. So uh, we definitely have seen some things at our ages.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, every (laughs) once in a while, you know, I'll get a message from, you know, a Marine or whatever. And I'm like, I banged a few of those in my day. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Semper Fi. (laughs) Next. Next. Next.
0: So as we close out, I love to ask my guests about a granny panty tip of the week. So if you had one tip to give um, either about getting into the industry or juggling a full-time vanilla job in the industry,
1: what's a great tip you have for other creators? I would say, you know, um, map it out and decide what your audience is going to be, what your genre is going to be. And, you know, keep a calendar, be organized, have a plan, stockpile as much content as you can, when you can, for those times when you can't. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: you know, I I feel like if you want it to pay you like a business, you have to treat it like a business.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Good tip. I like that. The be organized. I'm always trying to be organized.
1: I go, it comes in waves. Sometimes I'm really on top of
0: everything, and other times I'm like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially if you're traveling. Are you doing any events, going
1: to any events this year? I don't know. I might go to Exotica. Um, I'm thinking maybe Chicago or something, but we'll see. Okay, well, I'll be at Chicago Exotica. I know, so, fine. I', definitely, All right. We want to meet you if you're there. Yes, absolutely. That would be so fun. I love Chicago and the Palmer House. Love it.
0: And I highly recommend X-Biz Miami. that if you want to connect with other creators, that's a good one as well. Oh, awesome. Perfect. Wow. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for making the time to chat with me. Thank and you. This was so fun. It is fun. And I've uh, had a good time getting to know you. And I look forward to more YouTube videos. And Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks again, Amy. I'll see you soon. Thanks.
1: Bye.